Oh, hi, Dr. Rinaldi. No, no, I love your whole music. Listen, Doc, the rash is still there. I did everything you said. No shaving, no deodorant. Uh, yeah. But now it's in both armpits. Uh, mm -hmm. It's red and flaky, mm -hmm. itchy, uh, bumpy. Right. Sometimes it's oozy. I look like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume! Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Boy, love, it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I just want to see all uh -huh. these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Hey there, population. It is August 25th, 2015. This is episode... 307 of the panels on pages.com podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jason Nice, K Nice if you're nasty. Lee Rodriguez, the, the Reverend Lord, is out tonight. With uh, the sniffles. With the sniffles, as usual, as is his usual excuse. Now, he said he had a migraine, and it was the first one in his entire life. Head sniffles. And I feel bad for the guy, but also in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, go fuck yourself, because I've had migraines my entire adult and adolescent life to the point where i had an mri in seventh grade jeez <laughs> humble brag <laughs> uh joining me tonight is uh mr kelly harris take off your pants and panties and shit on the floor <laughs> and uh stepping in at the 11th hour mr dan mahoney i also knocked over the salt <laughs> <laughs> every time the firestorm's hat is always on fire bit Makes me laugh every time. Because it's... I know Jose was doing a bit, but it also <laughs> has that patented it's... Jose naivete. Yeah, it sounds like he was 100% serious. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. Uh, that guy. Miss him. <laughs> Some Someday he'll be back on this show, I assume. I hope so. I hope so. I'm hoping to at least see him before uh, he leaves for India. How much longer oh, until shit, they let right. him out of jail? <laughs> um, if he was in jail, he would not be heading towards India because I don't. I don't think they're too keen on uh, letting convicts into their country. When does he go to India? He leaves for India on September 10th. Gets into India on September 11th. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I made a 9-11 joke this past weekend. Hey, you know what? It's been 14 years. Yeah, it's been a while. And the damn Republican uh, nominees are still thumping that 9-11 Bible real hard. So Yeah, yeah I made mine while I was watching the uh, NXT special, and I thought one of the... 
uh, women that came out dressed as New York landmarks in Tyler Breeze's entrance should have been dressed like the Freedom Tower. I made a very similar joke to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't because I don't know what that is. Uh, well, uh, the, uh, you seem interested, Mahoney. So let me let me clue you in. <laughs> there's there's a wrestler who his gimmick is kind of he's a model, and NXT Zoolander. Yeah, he's he very much a Zoolander. Okay. And NXT was in Brooklyn on Saturday night, so he. Is this, a, this is a this is a subset of WWE, yeah, or this, this is a Japanese thing. This is like WWE's AAA. Yeah, okay. League. For for for. Oh, for the I get it. Baseball it's people. next. Yeah, I get so, it. Yes. So his deal is he's like a supermodel, and his entrance was he was doing kind of a fashion show, and. Out comes these models dressed as New York landmarks. One was dressed as the Empire State Building. One was like, "I'm a taxi cab," and then one the, was a big pile of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Another one was the Statue of a Liberty hot dog cart. Yeah, yeah. And I've said at some point, you know, they should have had two come out dressed as the Twin Towers, <laughs> and no one heard that but my wife until right now. <laughs> So let's and then Egyptian Liger should have clotheslined both of them. <laughs> oh. Oh, Egyptian Muhammad, Liger? Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes. Oh. Oh, he's from, that sounds he's like a Bobby Halloween costume. <laughs> Someone needs to link a picture of Jushin Thunder Liger to Mahoney in the chat. <laughs> he is like an actual like anime character that became a wrestler. Yeah. He looks like it's something that bad. would fight Godzilla. Yeah. He looks like an ultra while, man. While all at the same time running Hollywood. <laughs> I get like it. They pretty much no, just no, it fell flat. <laughs> fell flat. I'm rusty. I haven't been on a while. <laughs> all right. Link is coming in the chat right now. So, yeah, uh, if we want to talk weekends, that was a big part of my weekend is I suckered my <laughs> wife into ordering a free oh. month of the WWE Network. Got to watch uh, NXT Brooklyn Saturday night. Uh, watched a few of the the documentaries they have on the network, and then uh, SummerSlam Sunday night, which uh, I for for my money, which was zero dollars and zero cents, uh, the NXT special was far and away the better show from SummerSlam. Yeah, I'd agree. I would also agree. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I would I also think that Cena versus Rollins was the best match of the WWE weekend. Yes. Uh, well, mm, I, w- I would put Sasha and Bailey above above that match, but be- mostly because I still didn't appreciate John Cena in that match. Seth Rollins was, uh, you know, the bright spot of that match for me. And then John Stewart came out and saved everything. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that on uh, Google today. <laughs> what the hell? So John Stewart was the host of SummerSlam, right? And okay. in the John Cena Seth Rollins match, if John Cena won, he would win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and thus tie Ric Flair's record of sixteen world title reigns. Okay. John Stewart wanted to make sure that didn't happen because he has such respect for Ric Flair. So he okay. ran in with a chair and hit hit John Cena with it and helped Seth Rollins win. Little New York Jew, John Stewart, 105 pounds, hits John Cena with a chair, and it's like he he blew him up with a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
had to disp- dis you had to suspend some disbelief for that. I did like at the time because he didn't explain his reasoning behind it until Monday night. So at the time, it was very strange. Yes. And he absolutely telegraphed what he was about to do. <laughs> he stood in that ring looking at both of them for what seemed like five minutes. Yeah, it seemed like a really long time. <laughs> Uh, other than that, um, ate some of that uh, Pizza Hut uh, cheesy bites pizza with the with the barbecue glaze on it. Pretty good. Oh my! Two thumbs up for that. Um, uh, there are times where Pizza Hut is the only acceptable pizza. Yeah, M- Mary was talking some some pretty hard game against Pizza Hut there when. When the cheesy bites was out, she's like, "Pizza Hut is like the worst pizza." It's like, oh, it's the worst pizza, but there are times where it's the only <laughs> acceptable pizza. I don't know if it's the worst pizza. I mean, we lived on Domino's for years, and oh, I'd take Domino's over Pizza Hut any day. Yeah, but they're, it's still pizza. Yeah, and well, yeah, they're all their own animal. But you know, Pizza Hut. One of them has to be the worst. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I agree, but I would say I've eaten Pizza Hut the least in the past 15 years. This calls for a bracket. Ooh, I like that. <clears throat> what else would there be between Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's? Papa Murphy's, Little Caesars. Papa Murphy's? Papa, Papa Gino's. <laughs> uh, Giordano's. Rocky, Rocky Rococo. Uh, Sabaro. Uh, you know what? I was always partial to some Sabaro if you were in a food court. Uh, you'd have to put at least one place from New York so that Tito didn't make a fuss. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it Johnny's. Yeah, uh, two, two, uh, two bros. Sal's. Two bros pizza. <laughs> we've, we've eaten at two bros pizza. Hey, you gotta go try some of Johnny's Slice. It's the best. That's my Tito impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. And then the rest <laughs> here. The rest of my week was uh, I had a Word document open and I was just thinking up new uh, Stone Cold Creamery ice cream flavors and <laughs> and texting them to Kelly. I was hoping to debut a new commercial this week, but just didn't get around to it. But I do have another twenty plus flavors ready to go. Awesome, the cow. Yeah, I discovered. <laughs> I discovered this. Uh, I didn't realize until like I texted you that Blue Moon ice cream is a regional thing. And you know what? When I googled ice cream flavors, Blue Moon was one of the first ones that came up. Really? So, so I, I take back my uh, snarky response that was like, "That's a beer, Kelly." <laughs> <laughs> what? Describe to me Blue Moon ice cream. What's in it? Uh, it's just this weird blue ice cream that kind of tastes like. Like bubblegum, I guess. Okay. It's weird. It's it's really hard to describe. <laughs> because it's just it's just like solid ice cream. There's not anything in it besides ice cream. There's no like chunks of anything. It's just blue? Yeah, it's just blue. Hmm. And hmm. it doesn't taste like blueberries or anything. It's got like a just kinda like a sweet, almost citrusy taste. Is it blue raspberry? No, it's not. I don't like it. (laughs) Kelly, you'll appreciate this. After the women's match on uh, NXT Brooklyn, 
where the the four horsewomen came out and did their curtain call. Mary asks me, she goes, so just out of out of the blue, she asks, so the four horsemen, those were the guys that were involved in the Montreal screw job, right? And I was like, ho 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 wait a second. And then she she expounded on it. She was like, "Yeah, it was like when they came out and they all hugged before a couple of them left." And I was like, "All right, all right, dear, you're you're on the right track." But let me let me uh, clarify some things here. The, these are three separate lessons I'm about to teach you. <laughs> it's like Wikipedia pages collapsed in on each other. Yeah, and and it it made me very happy that you know. That she was interested, and I was able yeah. to tell her. I was able to tell her the story of the Four Horsemen, the Montreal Screwjob, and the Curtain Call, all in one fell swoop. And, then and you who- could you could tie the Curtain Call to what happened on NXT. Exactly, the- exactly. Well, that's what sparked her question. Is that that kind of reminded her of that? But she didn't just didn't have the the names right. And uh, speaking of my wife, I would like to send some uh, good vibes out there into the universe for her. She's uh, She had a job interview yesterday and then a phone interview today with Booking.com in fucking Amsterdam. So oh, <laughs> if you guys could send some good vibes to her out in the universe, I'd appreciate yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Because I'll go to damn Amsterdam. I don't care. Right? I could do a podcast from there. Yeah. I could up. Uh, right. Does Amsterdam have YouTube? <laughs> cool. <Probably. laughs> can we can up- make memes of Kerouac in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we should have had Kerouac on the show. Damn it. Uh, Someone- Kerouac is busy stalking his ex girlfriend's <laughs> new boyfriend. Yeah. Someone call Kerouac. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, how's your week going? My week was pretty good. Uh, I've been. I got a bit of a promotion at work, so now I'm managing putting stuff away into the back issue collection. Nice. Oh. Does that come with a title? Nah, not really. You should invent one. I know. I, I kind of want to. Let's I mean, it, the, the nice part of it is that on Fridays now, I could just go to work, and I just go in the back. And I don't deal with customers that day until, like, 5 o'clock at the earliest. So that's nice. And just sit back there and put comics away and not talk to anybody. <laughs> I think we should call you the vice president of box stuffing. Oh, I like it. Executive vice president of box stuffing. Yeah, yeah. I like executive I like vice president. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be a regular vice president. But it's like, no. and like, whenever you see an executive vice president at a company, you never really see a president ever. No, no. <laughs> It's like, who is your boss? And they're like, eh, who's the fucking really president? <laughs> who is your Obama? <laughs> oh, I just remembered a story that I don't that I didn't tell on the podcast, and it's good now that Mahoney's here. Oh, all right. So I was out to dinner like what was it two two or three weeks ago with my friend with a couple of friends, including my friend Ryan, who Mahoney has turned into a meme. Bathroom dog man. <laughs> Bathroom dog man. <laughs> This was when I was te- when you were when we were Facebook messaging and you're telling me to arrest him. Yes, citizens arrest. Yeah, <laughs> and so I finally, at, while we were at dinner, I told him that he has become a meme, and then he was kind of upset about it. But I then I went through your Twitter feed and started showing him pictures that you had used of Kerouac, <laughs> and kept saying, look, look, you got off easy. And like my friends would look at my other two friends would look at the picture, and go, man, 
yeah, yeah. Things went well for you. You, you got off really easy. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I I feel the, for the guy because not many people do enjoy becoming a meme. <laughs> what are you talking about? People love that. <laughs> I think the person who took it the the most well of anyone has been Tito. Yeah, yeah. Tito's a good sport. He is terrible human being, but good sport. <laughs> Hey, what are you talking about? I'm Tito, I'm a good guy. <laughs> and really concerned about a Roman Reigns heel turn for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, so he got to go to this? Was he at the NXT thing? No, Tito was at SummerSlam on Sunday night. Oh, okay. Because they did, they did three and nights in a row at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. They did NXT, SummerSlam, and then Raw last night. So the SummerSlam is like the major leagues? Yes, yes. And it, is it a pay-per-view? It sounds like a pay-per-view. Well, I mean, it. people still use the term pay-per-view, but it's all in the WWE network now, so you don't really pay per view. Well, they oh. still are. You can still get it as yeah, a pay-per-view. Yeah, but only assholes do that. <laughs> you can get a month I, of the WWE. Can watch it on USA? No. No, you can okay, watch so Raw on USA. Pay-per-view. Well, I mean, do you, do you call Netflix a pay-per-view? Because well, no, but if JBL keeps telling me that WWE Network is basically Netflix but better, who is JBL? <laughs> <laughs> Mahoney, how's your week going? <laughs> oh man, my week. I've had a week. Happy um, birth! Happy belated birthday! Yeah, by that's the way, right. happy yes. birthday! Thank you. Oh, Yesterday my was God. my birthday. I, uh, you poor man, you saint of a man. I, you know, I have some stuff going on that I don't want to necessarily uh, divulge yet. Divulge, but you know, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I still had a great birthday. Uh, my daughter got me the Hulkbuster Iron Man Lego set because uh-huh. she enjoys playing with Legos. So. Now, every time it's uh, a holiday, she gets me a Lego that I get to build and then immediately give to her. That's cool, though. <laughs> so she enjoys it. Does she, she at least stick around for the build? Uh, usually she does, but the this one was really hard, and she bailed real early. She was like, <laughs> I'm out. She took all of the clear blue pieces, put them on her stuffed puppy, and then said that the puppy was a superhero and left. She said, you on your own, Dada. <laughs> Yeah. So then she came home, got one of her Lego puppies, put him in the cockpit with Iron Man, and they uh, went off to town. In the Hulkbuster Do- cockpit? In in the Hulkbuster cockpit, doing her Hulkbuster voice, which was something along the lines of, I, big Iron Man, I here to fight you. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I mean, she heard, she hears Hulkbuster... And I guess she assumes that he yeah. he's like the Hulk. She, she starts talking like the Hulk, exactly. <laughs> so she's, she's adorable. She's something else. <laughs> she's definitely your daughter. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> actually right now she's asleep in her Hawkeye shirt that I got her at Boston Comic Con because she refuses to take it off. And she woke up today sobbing because she thought it was dirty and she wouldn't be able to wear it. Oh. So. <laughs> She is my daughter. Just face planted <laughs> on the bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 been an emotional week for for that girl. Yeah, for for all of us, it has been Mahoney. 
Yep. Well, hopefully yeah, you're out of the I, woods. Other than that, I don't. Uh, I don't have too much going on. I didn't prepare any funny antidotes. Antidote, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Anecdote. I don't have anything yeah. to talk about. Uh, speaking. Of, we got to call. Uh, yeah. Speaking of not being prepared, let's get uh, Ryan Brown on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly can tell him all about the boxes he stuffs. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And Ryan Brown's Skype avatar is the Tron guy from the internet. <laughs> Tron man. Perfect. I didn't know what that was for the longest time. Tron? Hello. Hello, Ryan. How's it going? Oh, it's okay. How are you? Pretty good. Doing good. Ryan, uh, I'm Jason. You're on the line with Kelly, who you have been corresponding with. Hey, Ryan. Okay. And, Hello. And Daniel Mahoney. Hello. Okay, nice, nice to meet you. Are the, are you the um, son of actor John Mahoney? I wish. Which because one I was is... gonna say, you know, he's he's gay. Oh, so that's I was fine. Curious. Hey, there's probably a story there. Todd Chrisley you know. has like five kids, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Which one's I'm, John I'm, Mahoney? Uh, he's uh, the, the dad from Frasier. He's in uh, Barton Fink and oh, other Frasier. Yeah. Man, so he was gay, and da- uh, David Hyde Pierce, he's got to be gay too, right? No, 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 no. Wow! <laughs> yeah, he's gay. <laughs> so, you know, they they must have rapped on episodes of Frasier, and it must have looked like a dance club in there. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? They had something in common? Wow. <laughs> Just think of the conversations. <laughs> All right, so we are we are live on the air, Panels on Pages podcast, here with Ryan Brown, uh, the creator of God H- Hates Astronauts, and you've got your new Kickstarter out right now, which is Blast Furnace. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Blast Furnace? Uh, Blast Furnace is, uh, I guess it's, I call it an improv comic. Uh, I have a set of rules for myself that I have to follow when I make it, uh, and the main rule is that I can't do any planning ahead of time, and I have to spend only one hour on each page. So uh, I basically start the clock with the blank page, and then an hour later, I have a fully written, penciled, ink lettered page uh, of story. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's kind of what I do. I just I just make it up on the spot, and I don't think ahead. And uh, the new book, it's like 260 pages of story. Um, yeah, it's really dumb. Got some good jokes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it meanders. It's you know. It's it. Uh, yeah, it's just really. It's just an exercise and just fun, you know. Unfiltered comic making and storytelling and uh, yeah, just just making some goofs, being silly, you know, that kind of stuff. It's uh, a- I was rereading uh, Blast Furnace, the first version, the first volume you put out. And I completely forgot about the part when you get to like your three flashbacks deep, yeah. <laughs> and then they're they're uh, oh, what's his name? Man who looks like a horse but is just hideously deformed. Yeah, he who looks exactly like a horse but is actually just a hideously deformed man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd that's completely forgotten tribal. about that character. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many, and it's when you open up the book and you see the suggested voice talent, you go through all of the characters, and it's insane how many people you fit into this book i know well that's because uh stuff moves at a really fast clip 
uh, as it does in all of my stuff. I like dense comics. I like stories that don't have, you know, 10 pages of one conversation. Uh, so then, you know, a lot of stuff happens. And I've got this whole thing where I knew that I, I was going to have 260 pages for this whole story. So I just followed whatever, uh, you know, thread that I thought was interesting. Um, like the most recent thread that I'm actually drawing on right now in the new series was there was a couple characters at a diner and then there's this whale named Whale Linda who's like <laughs> the cashier uh, at the diner and uh, they tip her poorly so she looks sad and then, and then it cuts to her with overdue medical bills and like there's this whole family drama that plays out and her, and her, uh, her whale husband, a whalist, has to get a job working for Al Capone and uh yeah uh it's you know it's just <laughs> it's whatever i think is funny and it like i'm realizing i've been working into this story for like 40 pages and it's like well oh yeah i got like these other stories going on that aren't resolved at all and then <laughs> and I figure out a way of like un uh you know like going backwards back out of the flashback through the flashback to the jump forward or, or all the stuff that that i'm doing so it's it's almost i almost look at it like a like a sketch comedy kind of thing and Blast Furnace is this recreational thief character who's just kind of the vessel to take you from story to story, from situation to situation. Okay. Uh, which, you know, it'll, I guess, have an ending at 260, on page 260. I'm almost done. I don't really know. But uh, I could just keep going, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what made you choose 260? Or is there, could you possibly um, go longer? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think it actually. I think it's two hundred and sixty-two. It's well. I originally was doing it five days a week for a year. That was the idea. Okay. Um, and the first volume was done that way, where I did six, did six uh, chapters, and uh, and then people weren't reading it, so I stopped. Uh, and then and then when I did the, that first Kickstarter, it got its own like kind of audience. Uh, so I always decided, I decided that I wanted to go back to it, and it took until this year to finally get back to it. Um, so yeah, so that's why it, was, it will be like 262 pages, uh, which is, I think, five days a week for a year. That's crazy. It's like a 24-hour comic, but on steroids. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. I, I really love doing 24-hour comics. Some of my favorite work I've done has been from from those sessions, so... It was just taking that idea and doing it long format and really building a story um, and like a huge, huge cast of characters and a lot of jokes uh, that are just kind of thrown away in this format. But, um, you know, when the pages aren't so precious, you can have a, some duds, you know, and, it, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you just, you just got to <laughs> barrel through it. You just got to keep moving. Right, and, and the format of it that I can just jump into any direction I want keeps it from being boring for me. Like if I write myself in a corner and I'm just like, this scene isn't interesting to me, like that diner scene, then I would just go find something else that I can, you know, go, go through the layers of complexity into this character's life who really doesn't matter at all to the story. <laughs> Have you ever handed blast furnace to someone and not explained what it is just to see what their reaction <laughs> to it is? Yeah. Well, they don't read it. the whole reason why i'm doing so the new kickstarter is the first 130 pages plus 132 new pages um 
but then all of it presented in color because originally it was black and white uh, and I found the black and white to be a big handicap for it that people weren't considering it for very long because of the black and white-nicity of it. Um, so I think having color, just the pages, even with simple flat color, makes it look so much more finished. Uh, and that gets people, um, I think, it will, it will make people want to read it more than, than before when they're presented with this crappy-looking, um, drawn-in-an-hour drawn black-and-white page of comic. For being drawn in an hour, I will say it's much better than anything I could come up with given time. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I doesn't mean to make you feel bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. I laugh while I feel bad when I'm reading. So it's, it's okay. Do you, have you put any restrictions on yourself as far as the coloring goes? You, you do a page in an hour, but are you, are you able to take it easy with the coloring at least? Yeah, it's a half hour max for colors. Oh. Um, some pages are really simple, and I do in like five minutes. I mean, I get the colors flatted. Uh, do, you, do you guys know what that is? Yeah. I don't, okay. Yeah, I get the, I get the pages flatted, um, which is part of the expense of the Kickstarter that I factored in. And then, uh, and then I just color them as fast as I can. You know, I've got some set palettes, pull a couple gradients, put a texture on there, do some color holds, some of the lines. Uh, you know, no real rendering or anything like that. Um, but the, the art is really like open. Um, and cause there's not like a lot of hatching or, you know, detail work. And so it plays decently with just flats. Um, you know, so I don't know. I like the way it looks. I think it looks a lot more finished. Um, so I, don't, I don't know if I are, agree. Are I, into think, it. I think your art is super hyper detailed. Oh well, it is on it is on God hates astronauts, but on Blast Furnace, I'm so limited that I can't. Uh, it's it's Blast Furnace is my vacation, <laughs> you know. God hates <laughs> astronauts is work in the coal mines, and and this is a vacation on a beach somewhere, uh, you know, because I just it doesn't matter. I screw up all the time. It really doesn't matter, you know. Um, <laughs> as long as you can tell what's happening in this story, that's all that I that I care about. <laughs> uh, I'm just scrolling through the preview pages on the Kickstarter, and I came upon a uh, what looks like a uh, magenta zombie police officer who is screaming, "You fucked my wife!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's accurate. <laughs> now I have I have a very pressing. Do you have question. anything else to say about it? Or do you have any questions? No, or, no. Uh, I just I'm, uh, I'm here. Like the, that, the, the, <laughs> yeah. that's. That's the type of stuff that you're going to be looking at when you uh, pledge to donate to Blast Furnace on Kickstarter, which I uh, have to say, uh, when did it, it started Monday mm -hmm. with a goal of $15,000, and it's currently sitting at $20,432 with 453 backers. So uh, why are you talking to us? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I this is my third Kickstarter, and I've... Um, built up like a Kickstarter. Uh, like I, I make sure to really uh, reward the fact that people invest their money and their faith in me by actually making the book, making it quickly, and getting it to them quickly. Um, and I think that that system kind of builds on itself over and over and over again. Um, because God Hates Astronauts had a much bigger following and didn't fund as fast as Blast Furnace. Uh, but 
Blast Furnace came after God Hates Astronauts, so I already had all these people who were waiting for it. Uh, so, yeah, I funded in, it funded in eight hours, and it was, like, really, really rapid. And it, it's cool to see all the same names come back of backers that I've seen on, you know, God Hates Astronauts and, and the first Blast Furnace Kickstarter. So, um, you know, I think, that, I think the fast uh, backing of it is based on track record. Uh, now it's a question of, uh, you know, what, now that it's slowed down to a normal pace, now it's a question of getting it out there for people that have never read my stuff. So that's why I'm talking to you guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, and as, as someone that has pledged to both Blast Furnace, God Hates Astronauts, and Blast Furnace again, you do deliver on your Kickstarter and stuff very quickly. It's a rarity these days. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think that's important, right? I mean, yeah. I was I was terrified for many years that Kickstarter was gonna just get completely fucked. That nobody was gonna trust it anymore. You know, you have too many horrible experiences for people. They're gonna stop believing in it, um, and it's the closest you can come to like a direct market. For you give me money, I put that part of that money into this making this book. Part of that money into the shipping material. Part of this money into your stretch goals. Part of this money into actually paying for the shipping, and and it's 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 you and me, you know, like so like Kelly. If I've sent you packages before, that's me. I sent you those packages, mm-hmm. and that's like a cool thing, um, you know that you that you like this personal connection, and and because of that, when you do work that people like. They are like champions for your side, you know. Um, so yeah, so it, so the the whole process can be pretty nerve wracking because you don't want to screw up. Um, and so far, I've been very lucky on the first two that any of my screw ups were very minor. Um, so we'll see what happens. Now, one of the things that popped out to me the most from your Kickstarter video that I had to ask about is your obsession with Sergeant Al Powell from Die Hard as played by Reginald Vell Johnson. Oh, you noticed that, huh? Yes, yes. It, the, I noticed the picture in the background first. I noticed the T-shirt much later in the video. Yeah. I have a picture of Sergeant Al Powell over my desk keeping me warm <laughs> those horrible winter nights when I'm drawing. Because, uh, but what do you, you want to know? Oh, uh, like... I mean, you just you're just a big fan of Die Hard, Reginald Vell Johnson, Family Matters. Yeah, I think so. I th- I'm I'm kind of it's so interesting that this man is just betrayed. He's always a cop, you know. Yeah, he's always a cop. Why he's always a cop, and you know, it's just such a strange typecasting. Because I think the actor in general is like really gentle seeming. Um, so I, I don't know. Like he was a cop in Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's just, it's so <laughs> strange. He was a cop in Turner and Hooch, you know, like, yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it really started as a one-off joke that, uh, I just started putting him in all my comics. Uh, he's been in for a long time. He was in every single comic I had ever produced, no matter what the, the client was or you know what what have you and it wasn't until i think the first thing that i ever did that didn't have uh reginald L. johnson and it was uh short a 10 page short i did for marvel 
which didn't have anyone but superheroes in it. So there was no Carl Winslow that was going to come flying in. Oh, I, I I figured you got a mandate from Marvel that said no Galactus, no Fantastic Four, no Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> he's in the Manhattan Project set, uh, issues I drew. Uh, he's in the Bedlam issues I drew. Uh, well, even I though need to go back and look, the Manhattan Project stuff, everyone has to be Oppenheimer. But there there are several Reginald Vell Johnson Oppenheimers. Uh, so close enough. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. If you didn't realize, he shot a kid. I know. Oh, man, he did. I really like the idea that that was Steve Urkel. It was dark. And then, he had a because, gun. I mean, he's just, he's just, he, that he, you could so easily string a narrative of how he floats between all these movie roles as the cop, you know, relocates, things go bad, you know, like, so it could have started with uh, Family Matters and then he shoots Steve. Uh, because Steve has a ray gun uh, that looks real enough, I think is what he says. At least that's the story uh, he's sticking to. Right, and so then he moves to L.A. and he gets, you know, he, he drives the car and won't fire his gun, and you know, who knows, you know, like or maybe he started as the as the New York uh, uh, Ghostbusters cop. No, it's like an Al Powell cinematic universe. It's all yeah, cinematic. it really is. He's got his own universe. It's very very strange. <laughs> I love it. Is there any chance uh, Charles Soule could take over as the guy that you throw into all your comics now? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I... <laughs> that was the stupidest idea I've ever had. And, he, I, and the funny thing was, like, I had a, I have a friend that doesn't read God Hits Astronauts because he's not... He doesn't like comedy comics for whatever reason. Yeah. But I told him, like, Sounds hey, like you, need cool to read, you need to read this issue. Uh, Charles Soule shows up. You like him, right? <laughs> Charles actually wrote all his own dialogue uh, for that role. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I... It was really... I don't really even know why I did it. I think... At that point, I knew the book was gonna ta- was tanking, um, so I needed. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna my my like motto for like the last five issues is if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out in a blaze of silliness, and I'm just gonna do all these things I want to do." And you figure um, Charles Soule is on every other book, so <laughs> right, exactly. Well, it's it's a funny thing because uh, I thought. I mean, it wasn't really my, Charles is a good friend and I wanted to work with him and he has a good sense of humor. And, uh, so that was kind of why I wanted to do it. But then I was like, well, maybe it will get some attention, uh, cause he's a hot writer and he killed Wolverine at some point. So, you know, uh, but it turns out that I didn't get any of his fans, but he got a lot of my weirdo fans, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did a comic show shortly after at, in Chicago and we were just sending fans back and forth and, and doing competitive signaturing on that issue seven uh, where I would like sign over his face and then he would sign over the title and we would just go back and forth. It was really fun. <laughs> I like it. And then uh, at C2E2, you had the uh, variant of your cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he He's just make those faces all the time? Uh, like once a night, maybe. Okay. It's like is that like his just waking face. up face? Yeah, no, he just kind of zones out, you know. And then I laugh and grab my phone and take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> there People any ask me about my cat all the time, which I think is really funny. 
Um, and doing that, uh, doing that variant with a cell phone photo of my cat on it was so much more popular than uh, any cover that I've ever <laughs> labored over and you know worked so hard on. And I just put this <laughs> shitty low res photo on the cover, and everyone like desperately wants it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I came really close to buying it from you at C2E2. Oh, yeah? I, I ended up... I, get, I got a uh, 3D cowboy from you instead, though. Oh, that's did pretty you, good, though. Did your terrible comedy-hating friend talk you out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Justin! <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> he looks like he doesn't like comedy. <laughs> I hate this guy. Let's have a comedy intervention. Let's just get him on the phone. Make him feel bad about himself. For some Wake reason, him up. call his parents. Uh, and the funny thing was, he was with me when I bought the 3D cowboy from you, and then we immediately went to Charles Soul's table after that. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> comedy intervention just makes me think of those comedy traffic schools, which aren't the funniest things in the world. Comedy traffic school. Comedy traffic schools. <laughs> I uh, don't understand. You get, <laughs> if you get like a speeding ticket. Uh huh. Uh, they send you postcards in the mail and you, you know, take a traffic school to get the points off your license. And most of them are comedy centric so that they keep you interested and they crack jokes. And the one that I went to threw Tootsie Rolls out into the crowd. And then, then you take a what? test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. thing exists. I think this is a Florida <laughs> thing. It Man. might be. So this is like Blue Moon ice cream up and up here, right? Yeah, is yeah. To comedy traffic school yes. is to you in Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just tried to look up. They just told me about Blue Moon ice cream. I asked him what it tastes like. No one could describe it. I look it up on Wikipedia, and even Wikipedia has no idea what it tastes like. <laughs> Wikipedia yeah, just shrugs. It's hard to describe. How does Wikipedia not know? It said, <laughs> and I quote: "It says marshmallow sweet and tasting remarkably like Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles." Yeah, that's okay. pretty accurate. That's, that's not a description yeah, of a yeah, flavor, I mean, though. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a what flavor, flavor is this? It's kind of like Fruit Loops. That doesn't count. <laughs> you want what part of your palate it activates on your tongue? Yeah, I, I'm looking for you know explanation. Yeah, I just put a link in the chat for the comedy driving traffic school, and you're right, it is a Florida thing. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's comedydrivingtrafficschool.com? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, at Amazing. least that's the first result that came up, so. I like on the Fantastic. site they have the comedy driving school tra traffic school thing, and it says the tw $25 price. And in that text box, there is an alligator standing on its back feet, a superhero, an alien, a soldier, and a pirate. Pirate. I guess they're bases. fun. No, no, that's the uh, clip art representation of comedy. You didn't oh. know that, Kelly? <laughs> I see. I'm surprised he one guy didn't have you know an arrow going through his head. All out. <laughs> you know, a website's good um, when you go to it and it immediately starts playing horrible music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Th thank you for Thanks. that that website. Uh, that that won't show up on the recording at all. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it's called the number one funniest driving school in Florida. <laughs> we teach you nothing, but you are sure going to laugh. <laughs> Have some Tootsie Rolls. So, Ryan, where can people find you online? 
Um, my favorite form of social media is definitely Instagram. Uh, and I'm on there at Ryan Brown Art, A R T, and Brown has an E in the end because it's fancy. Um, and yeah, I take a lot of really tasteful pictures of my cat. Um, my Instagram account for me is is very strongly vetted. I don't put anything up there that doesn't have um, comedic merit or some sort of artistic merit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I. I I like it. I'm a much. I'm a visual person. I'm not like a a, a words man. So uh, my Instagram account is where I really uh, uh, can feel comfortable to express myself uh, instead of Twitter. Uh, usually, my tweets are just links to my Instagram photos. So yeah, I'm a genius. Mahoney loves those. <laughs> I do love that. That's my favorite. I like when the tweets are uh, Tumblr links that went to Instagram that then go to Twitter. Or, or oh, Facebook. Yeah. Super yeah. fun. <laughs> it's the black hole of social media. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got uh, GodHatesAstronauts.com. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Kickstarter again is Blast Furnace Recreational Thief. Uh, you know, search, search for that on Kickstarter, y'all. Uh, go Pledge. Yeah. A lot of cool rewards in there. And... Uh, you're guaranteed at least one Al Powell per book, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have another character I haven't used who's who's um, Owl Powell. <laughs> President Bill Johnson who's an owl, um, and then his partner is Carl Winslow. Uh, oh, they're gonna be great together. I gotta, I gotta fit those guys in somewhere. <laughs> How many more pages do you have to go? Like, uh, like forty-five or something. Not bad. Okay, you can fit them in Home there. Stretch. Yeah, in a good day, I can write and draw eight, which is, as comics being the slowest medium, uh, save stop motion animation, uh, <laughs> it is incredible to finish eight pages of story in a day. Yeah, really yeah. Is. I, I, isn't the average typically like one? Yeah, yeah, one. All you have yeah. to do is not give a shit about how your drawings look. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Well, if, if you run into a creative block, you've got uh, your your uh, Sergeant Owl pa- Owl Powell, and you've got Carl Winslow. You just just go go off on that Owl Powell uh, cinematic universe that we were talking about. And just... I feel like they're partners and they're roommates. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I feel like yeah, that has been explored enough in cop dramas. And like, what came first, the partnership or the roommate? That's, yes, I don't know. Maybe they roomed together in Police Academy. So we got some good flashback moments. You, you know what? I'm just going to do a whole book about it. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. I will contribute to that Kickstarter. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Ryan. It was yeah, uh, thank you. very yeah. fun. Uh, hopefully... Uh, you guys uh, nail all of your stretch goals for Black Fur- Blast Furnace and uh, knock it out of the park. And we were excited to see what you got going on in the future. And that Al Powell shirt is amazing. <laughs> Man, I yeah my my goal is that I can make a little bit of money off of this, and then I can live off that money, and then make the next project living off that money, and then that project can be a success, so I can live off that project and make a new project i'm never getting anywhere but i'm just i'm sustaining you know hey so, the least you can do. that should be that's my motto on my kickstarter <laughs> help me sustain life <laughs> help me live i'll give you stuff 
Yeah. Well, uh, thanks again. Uh, congratulations on the Kickstarter being fully funded, and uh, we look forward to seeing more from you in the future, sir. All right. Sounds good. Have a great one. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. 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 Awesome. Good job, Kelly. Thank you. Uh, Mahoney, we got yeah. emails? Uh, yes, we do. We have uh, emails. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <coughs> Look at all this fan mail. All right, let's read some emails. Okay. Uh, two emails this week. First one, from me. <laughs> Subject line, hey, Kelly. <laughs> hey. And it says, uh, congratulations on wrapping up your New Japan Climax Tournament. I just wrapped up your mom's climax tournament. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yep. Uh, and the second email, also from me, is subject line wrestling ice cream flavors. <laughs> oh, no. And so this is a list of ice cream flavors to add to your wrestling ice cream flavor list. Uh, in no particular order, Ryback. <laughs> Ray Pistachio. Ray Pistachio, <laughs> I like. Ray, it would have to be Ray Pistachio Jr. Okay. Uh, Brooke Hogan. <laughs> Candy Kaufman. <laughs> uh, pepperoni Pizza. <laughs> Wildberry Skittles. What? <laughs> Milk. What? <laughs> Pencils. <laughs> and uh that guy who killed his family <laughs> that guy who killed his family what oh hell yeah <laughs> no it's the guy who killed his family and cream you oh, know. <laughs> oh sorry i was laughing over the and cream oh my god uh, i just saw uh, the Nerdfix Strangers Twitter account tweet out a link to a story about how Liev Schreiber is going to play Chris Benoit in a movie about uh, Chris Benoit. Oh, is that the guy who killed his family? Yes. I uh, not Liev want- Schreiber. Chris Benoit killed his family. <laughs> well, I mean, has anybody seen Liev Schreiber's family around? <laughs> He's really mad. I haven't. I that casting's pretty good though. I can see. Yeah. It. That's I couldn't awesome. I only know like four wrestlers. I couldn't think of the name of the guy who killed his family <laughs> and then I realized it's funnier to just call him the guy who killed his family. No, no, that was yeah. great. No, I did a I did a Chris Benoit flavor last week. <laughs> oh, Chris Benoit and cream does have a certain ring to it. Yeah. Not quite as good as that guy who killed his family in cream. <laughs> no. <laughs> You print that on a Ben and Jerry's pint, it's just flying uh, off the shelf. Uh, Juggalo John on Twitter uh, tweeted me, and he's like, uh, he, he was he was commending us for the Stone Cold Creamery bit, and then he was like, I, I, I hope you guys do a video of it, and I don't want to make any promises, but I kind of want to do a video of it as well, with just still images of, you know, photoshopping the wrestlers into ice cream cones or something like that. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Well, don't forget to do uh, milk. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> what about how about pralines and that guy that killed his family? <laughs> no. no. Praline. No. Pralines and Ming. 
<laughs> what? Oh my god, you guys. So yesterday, after Mary's job interview, we went grocery shopping at Aldi. And I oh oh the broadcast just ended. Let me restart it. So we're walking around Aldi's and I start I see Sunday toppings on the end of one of the aisles, so I start listing them off. Caramel, what? Hot fudge, what? Maraschino cherries, what? And she's just trying to hide her face, and she's so embarrassed. And then, as we're walking along the grocery store, I just start naming off grocery items in the Stone Cold voice. (laughs) She hated it. it This reminds me of Wednesday morning when I was screaming like Stone Cold into my phone and seeing what it came up with when I was using speech. Oh, yes! So let me read a few of these in the Stone Cold voice. Welcome to the Stone Cold Creamery YouTube, son. Oh, Omari, scope, scope, not or don't know. (laughs) Don't want some strawberry? How about some (laughs) boo-boo? How about some soup to go all sprinkle some goddamn sparkles all over the birches? That's another good flavor, soup. (laughs) Thank you. What? Where are you chocolate so we're good caramel? Or where you ought to start tobu? <laughs> we got stro- <laughs> We got strobertober where you got chocolate not towards. Strobertober. <laughs> to go to his floor before going open up to turn or graduate. Want borrows route? What time do you want? Weather shove a popsicle total progress. <laughs> and finally for the border in the stone cold creamery what's up banana split to your house what's up banana split to your house girl (laughs) shove a a popsicle total progress needs to be a shit teat swipes See, my sole uh, experience with Stone Cold Steve Austin is in the form of t-shirts. So (laughs) I don't even understand. Like, you just kept going with your list of Sunday toppings. And I was like, I guess this guy makes really long lists of things. I don't have any (laughs) idea. That is exactly what he does. (laughs) This was later on in his career, though. He started to do this bit where he would do lists of things or he was a big fan of synonyms as well yeah and he would just list and in between each word the audience would go would in unison chant what it's bizarre (laughs) (laughs) oh hell yeah it is (laughs) strobert over I think that was supposed to be strawberry, st- strawberry, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, oh man, right. I'm upset, Mahoney. Neither one of us asked Ryan how long it would take him to eat a newspaper. I know. <laughs> he probably would have really given it some he thought too. Been into I think it. he would have. Call him back. <laughs> Ryan, sorry, important question we forgot. How long would it take you to eat a newspaper? And, you know, I bet the first thing he would say is uh, weekday or weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does it have the ad section? 
Yeah. Are we talking coupons? Because <laughs> you would think just eating the normal newsprint would be easier than eating the the glossy ad inserts. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's staples. Well, Nobody don't even staples. There could be. Yeah. There's staples sometimes. I see it mostly in like local, just like stuff like the onion used to be those kind of papers have staples in like uh you get like the boston globe they send you that little glossy magazine on sundays that thing's stapled together pretty sure yeah Yeah, that's true uh down here when you get the comedy traffic school weekly you know it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's just attached together with a few of those brass uh brads you know that you fold over (laughs) it's drawn on a bunch of placemats I don't know if I've ever told this story, but it, it's a story from the comedy traffic school. And there was a a a, a boxer, like a like a uh, a Hispanic boxer guy who was in the same comedy traffic school as me, who got pulled over for going like a hundred and twenty on his motorcycle in Ooh. probably you know a sixty five or a seventy zone. And yeah. the comedy traffic school I'll guy. Be a 40 called him to you know come up to the front of the class and to draw a speed limit sign he draws the the square the rectangle and then he writes s e e p limit seep limit (laughs) (laughs) like oh this guy been punched in the head one too many times let's let's take his driver's license while we're at it all right, well, uh, that was fun. I, I hope I didn't end the interview too early, but I don't host often. And yeah, no, we got I, in. No, we it got was like out. a half an hour. It was good. Yeah, we you did know, about a half an hour. W- w- when I start hearing long silences, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, we have to end this. <laughs> and I already I think asked. half an hour is plenty. Yeah. Yeah, half an hour is good. And he Unless already... the guy's like, do I get to hang out the rest of the night? Right. 30 minutes is your time. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll do some news. Uh, Kelly will talk about comic books. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I haven't read a comic a, book since, like, May. Yeah. I remember one thing I read this week, so I can talk about that for a brief second. All right, cool. We'll, we'll so make comics it, uh, will be fast. We will make it a, a quick show, and uh, here is take that, Lee. some music that uh, Lee sent in. I'm pretty sure it is Adam Warrock. It's either Adam Warrock or the Mad Hatter or Doc Awkward or... Uh, uh, who knows? He's he, one, of those, guy. one of those jelly bands. Yeah, yeah. with the beeps and the boops. <laughs> and yep. uh, this is Panels on Pages Popcast, and we'll be back in a little bit. Love you, bye. Break! Hey, y'all, I took a little break. But I'm back. Let's stick around, y'all, a little bit like this. Check it out. What? Internet. Just stand back, let me do my thing, which you know I ain't done that yet. Peter Piper picked a pepper in the place my ancestors settled. Them stars and bars got me going far in case you never knew a little bit about a boy known to hold the joystick and wreck fool. Showdown with the samurai with the arcade where I went like after school. Still got them good grades, mama, make you proud of me. Music made my living by to everyone who doubted me. Sorry that I never fell short, and I made a little sport of the raps I practice with. Mainframe with the database. 
base and the whole network that I'm accessing. Spy and TF2, every enemy now I'm backstabbing. Headshots to the dome, go back to the respawn point, I'm laughing, kid. Ha. Came too far to turn back now, it's like, ain't gonna stop, let me show y'all how it's like. This how we do it if you're feeling alright, then like, let me hear you say ha, 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 ha. Don't smoke them cigarettes no more, man you know what I crack do. Post-apocalypse in my world looking brighter than Splatoon That dude Making them tunes Doing like whatever that I wanna do Still dropping that nerdcore You know I never read them comments too Cause it's all negative I stay positive Always tell the truth One hand on the Bible I'm honest kid If Adam dropped a diss Maybe you missed that shit It's karma kid I read your sub-tweets Retweeted it and fast-started Old man Logan Of this rap game When I drop things When I'm Batman When I'm back like a batarang And I'm chilling at the cafe With a new track on the way I'm a giant like Andre So your best obey You can not spit a rap better On your best day And my worst day is so thirsty Came too far to turn back now It's like Ain't gonna stop Let me show y'all how It's like This how we do it If you're feeling alright Then like Let me hear you say Ha 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 Came too far to turn back now It's like Ain't gonna stop Let me show y'all how It's like This how we do it If you're feeling alright Then like Let me hear you say Ha Check that inventory if you with me then You're overloaded with that culture on your internet Browsing through the web Maybe you stopped on a place and listened then Now you know the truth Now that Warrock's here to represent Ha! Came too far Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpage.com. Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com. Or you can just update your bookmark. Check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped. That's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpage.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up. And gets you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag. Cool shirts. Good people. Good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. In case y'all forgot, Nutter Butters are delicious. Nutter Butter. Oh, man. Nutter Butter, the cookies, right? Yeah. Okay. I haven't had a Nutter Butter in like probably six years. Oh, well, and you look it. <laughs> <laughs> but so does Kelly. Well, <laughs> I, I eat whatever I want. I look I've like I... that young metabolism. I look it's like gonna... I've been eating Nutter Butters for six years. <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck you, Kelly. 
Well, actually, he's, got that, I, he's. I like how he says he has that young metabolism. Like you know, when when I was Kelly's age, I did not have any young metabolism. No. <laughs> I also, I I do though. I need to get back on the exercise train. I started being able to, like two weeks ago. I was able to do a hundred push-ups in fifteen minutes. Nice. So I was pretty psyched about that. But Jesus. then I haven't worked out in two weeks. Well, so uh, I'll probably back down. <laughs> good thing you already have a girlfriend because you start, and she's tiny. You, you can start, do a hundred push-ups in fifteen minutes. You can probably swing her over your head. Nice. Yeah, but the no. funny thing is, she's the stronger one of the two of us. Awesome. How many? Wow. <laughs> I feel, I mean, no offense, but I'm going to discount your push-ups because you're only lifting like 14 pounds. That is true. You know, that there, I have taken that into account. Yeah. But it's all relative, you know. No. No, not for Kelly. <laughs> I'm sitting gravity, somewhere 140, gravity, 135. Gravity can't grasp him. <laughs> so body weight exercises just don't work. Uh, you're one to talk, sir. You're looking quite willowy these days. <laughs> no, like, he's really tall. He's not like Willow. Yeah, but you're tall too. <laughs> like Willow. <laughs> <laughs> how did you? How did Kelly just reference Willow? <laughs> he's he's probably seen it on Tumblr. <laughs> I saw no. I, I've seen that. I saw that movie once. I think it. I want to say you, it was on like, watch it in, like school. No, I want to see like, like a Cartoon Network randomly one day. They no, showed it to you during like an overnight lock-in. <laughs> Everybody roll out your sleeping bags. We're going to watch Willow. <laughs> I remember Mary and I were watching Willow when the Ben Affleck as Batman news broke. And we did not finish Willow because the internet was exploding at that point. Remember when that news broke and we all thought it was a joke? Well, yeah. yeah, you initially think it's a joke. But then, you know, the discussions were just rampant. And now it he kind of looks like the best part of that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the only reason I'm seeing that movie. Yeah, cuz all the rest of it, I'm not so sold on, except for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm not sure why she's there, what she's doing, but she looks pretty good. I didn't include it in the news this week because it's it's spoilery, uh, if it's true. So, spoiler alert to anyone that doesn't want to hear it. You guys, you're going to hear it because we're talking about care. it. <laughs> ah, <clears throat> so, you, we all saw in the trailer, uh, they show Zod being zipped up in a body bag at one point. Or unzipped, I forget which one yeah. it is. And there was a story about how Michael Shannon said that he got locked in a bathroom on set of Batman vs. Superman and couldn't get out and thought he was going to get fired because he was stuck in a bathroom. Uh, the reason he was stuck is apparently his Zod costume, quote-unquote Zod costume, because there's a rumor as to what Zod turns into in Batman vs. Superman. But apparently the Zod costume has, like, lobster claws instead of fingers. <laughs> Okay. So he couldn't open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Michael Shannon telling the story, and it's hilarious. Oh, and just intense. <laughs> yeah. So I was trapped in the bathroom, and I couldn't escape. I thought I was going to be fired from, <laughs> from my job. 
I had to get out. I had claws for hands, and I couldn't open the door. I hear those stories, and like that guy is built. How do you ever get locked in a bathroom? Like, even if you have claws for hands, like three kicks, and that door just flies off into the hallway. It was Zack Snyder's house. I couldn't break the door down. <laughs> I love, I love that. Without a doubt, this is the first time Kelly has ever done a Michael Shannon impersonation, <laughs> and he fucking nailed it. <laughs> I don't know if you can say without a doubt, but... No, this is the first time no, I've ever tried to do it. There is no way in conversation <laughs> Kelly has ever had to break out a Michael Shannon impersonation. No way? No you way. No possible way. <laughs> this is a first. <laughs> On the podcast, it's a first. First time Kelly ever did Michael Shannon. It was like we were doing an interview. <laughs> I wish uh, we would have. No, no disrespect to Lee whatsoever. I, you know, we kid him about his sniffles and all, but that guy has two kids and a job. If he's got a migraine, take the night off, sir. Oh yeah. I'll, I think I'll stuck do respect. In the I just, <laughs> I just wish I would have known that he uh, wasn't going to make it tonight earlier, and I would have unloaded the news on one of you guys because it would have been <laughs> much funnier from one of you. So let's let's do the news. Let's get through this. Oh, there, there was another fucking. Oh, the other story that I didn't include in the news about Batman versus Superman is uh, the executive saying that they've seen it numerous times and they did a. a screening of batman vs superman and they all it all ended with a standing ovation so and it's kind of like that's cool and all but yeah you're gonna give it a standing ovation yeah i exactly i was just yeah. gonna say i'm not interested in knowing that it got a standing ovation unless you tell me the makeup of the audience yeah, yeah. <laughs> the makeup of the audience is all dudes that hope it makes millions and millions of dollars so yeah they're a like, little biased I, I laugh at my boss's jokes too <laughs> That's what you do. They all really like Michael Shannon's lobster costume. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. All right, let's do the news. I felt like I was boiling in a pot. We'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it. In this is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for August 25th, 2015. Fucking thing sucks! Two men were arrested Saturday in Boston after making threats of violence over social media towards the Pokemon World Championships, and guns and ammunition were discovered in their vehicle. Apparently, Team Rocket just finally had enough of Ash's fucking attitude. Fear the Walking Dead debuted on AMC Sunday night to a record 10.1 million viewers, making it the most watched series premiere in cable cable TV history. Expect more Walking Dead spinoffs from AMC, including Who Wants to Be the Walking Dead, <laughs> Married to the Walking Dead, and Kevin Smith's I Stopped Carrying in 2002 featuring the Walking Dead. <laughs> Alfrey Woodard has joined the cast of Marvel and Netflix's Luke Cage series, playing Black Mariah. Uh, for those unfamiliar with the character from the comic books, Black Mariah did that song with Old Dirty Bastard, and White Mariah starred in the movie Glitter. <laughs> 
Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn shared a touching fan story about how the movie helped a four-year-old boy start to overcome his dyspraxia, a condition affecting motor skills and speech, using the word Groot to communicate with his parents. Vin Diesel is already campaigning to play the four-year-old in the movie adaptation. A four, another four-year-old. We got two stories about four-year-olds this week. A four-year-old in Trinidad, Trinidad named Kal-El helped to save his mother and aunt after the three were ejected from their car into a ravine. Meanwhile, all SF Bat Kid did was cost the taxpayers of San Francisco a shitload of money. And, got him. And finally, Batgirl Yvonne Craig passed away at the age of 78 this week, which makes it at least the third worst thing to happen to Batgirl this year. And that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for August 25th, 2015. Wow. Infotainment. See, see, for the Batgirl headline... You should have just gone immediately back to the end of the Kal-El headline, which, you know, Yvonne Craig passed away at the age of whatever, and all SF Bat Kid ever did was cost the taxpayers of San Francisco millions of dollars. <laughs> what is this, comedy traffic school? <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> uh, so the first story... Mm. Uh, the Pokemon World Championships were held in Boston this past weekend, uh, which... No who, one told me this. Who knew this was a thing? <laughs> if anyone told you this, Mahoney might have been the one being arrested. <laughs> See, I actually do... I, I didn't know it was ta- taking place now, but I knew this happened because uh, my girlfriend has relatives that have played in this tournament before. Ooh. And have won sizable amounts of money. Yeah, from this apparently there's, there's millions, money to be won. There's millions of dollars at stake. Yeah. Oh boy. Millions of dollars and scholarships. Yeah. Not to mention pride. Yeah. The pride of being the Pokemon World Champion. So two Iowa men, James Stumbo, age twenty-seven. <laughs> Stumbo! <laughs> and Kevin Norton. How'd you make it through high school, Stumbo? <laughs> well, he's a Pokemon world champion, so... Well, well he, he's a, he's I a, don't think he was, He's a Pokemon he cha- wouldn't be in jail. He's a Pokemon champion of some sort. Uh, James Stumbo, 27, and Kevin Norton, 18, were invited to play in the Masters division of the championships. I guess, so if you win, you get a really nice jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was held over the weekend at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston. Uh, Wednesday, prior to the championship, Stumbo, Stumbo posted a photo of two guns in the trunk of the car uh, to the Mayhem Pokemon Crew Facebook page with the message, Kevin Norton and I are ready for Worlds Boston. Here we come. And another poster wished them good luck, and Stumbo responded, with killing the competition, <laughs> that's Dumbo. Let's step back oh, for a second. Dumbo, the Mayhem Pokemon Group, the Mayhem Pokemon Crew. Face. Sorry, page. Mayhem Pokemon Crew. You just know that starts with a K. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those guys are cool. I bet. So apparently, people uh, talked to the organizers of the Pokemon World Championships about this possible threat. They got in touch with the uh, authorities. They were both trespassed from the convention center. 
and uh, cops found them at a motel uh, a few miles from the convention center and searched their car and found uh, a 12-gauge Remington shotgun, a DPM-5 model AR-15 rifle, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and a hunting knife. Jesus. You know what I would not want to be in jail in Boston for? (laughs) (laughs) Shooting up... The Pokemon World Championships. What's worse? What what is worse? Being in jail for shooting up the Pokemon World Championships or being in jail for conspiracy to shoot up the Pokemon World Championships? Yeah, the conspiracy. Definitely (laughs) conspiracy. Like, you didn't even get to carry out your awful crime. And this article doesn't actually have uh, pictures of Stumbo. But boy, boy, oh boy, he would be somebody's wife in a hurry. Here we go. Here we go. We got uh, mugshots of both of these guys. Uh, Stumbo is your run-of-the-mill uh, neckbeard, probably has a collection of fedoras in his closet at his mom's house. Oh, and they're so sweet, too, I bet. Norton looks like a twink. Oh, man, that guy's oh, not going to do well. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad for uh, him. <laughs> I mean, he, he was going to commit a horrible crime, but oh boy, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, that dude's mouth is never going to be the same again. No, no. Fuck these guys! It's though. the eyes; they're too pretty. <laughs> yeah. Stumbo actually looks empty. a Stumbo actually looks a little hard in his mugshot, but he he is not. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be getting hard for a while. Oh, um, no. he'll he'll be getting it hard. Yeah. Heyo. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, just uh, like Jared, I yes, I I mentioned this to Mahoney the other day, but I fell into a hole the other night of reading. I opened up a bunch of for, uh, for the past week and a half. The Jared story has been trending on Facebook nonstop. It is yeah. always there. So the other night, I clicked on it, and it brought up all the stories, and I just opened up like ten different stories about Jared Fogel. And the whole situation, and it was a bad idea because it was right before bed, and it made me feel really gross. What? Yeah, don't read about him. No, it it, no. it it won't make you feel good. Except for Not this one article. Time. This one article was they interviewed a bunch of inmates. Oh, the Vice article <laughs> about how Jared is going to be received in jail, <laughs> and you could hear these guys licking their fucking chops. Uh huh. Like, we are going to beat him down, and we're going to rape his face, and uh, we're probably going to hang him by his balls, so. Nice just sent me a picture of the coyote with a fork and knife chasing after the roadrunner. Yeah, with the napkin tied around his neck. (laughs) So, you know what? Pokemon or not, Pokemon people aren't that bad. They're not as bad as, like, Dragon Con people or... Um, what, what I've never happened? seen a Pokemon kid spit on the back of his hand. Oh, yikes. No. But I don't know. Pokemon and anime, it's kind of... The Venn diagram is very close, I would say. Yeah, they're very I simple. think it's close, but basically, to, Pokemon, to me, just translates to, like, like 10 years younger than me. Like, I yeah. feel like 10 <laughs> years younger than me, Pokemon was the biggest thing on the planet. 
and yeah, everyone that, liked it. It was. It really was. Yeah, it kind of bums me out how Ronda Rousey is a big Pokemon fan because that just shows it shows my age. <laughs> it shows that I'm like, not the same age as Ronda Rousey. I I worked at Toys R Us during the whole Pokemon thing, and I have vivid memories of ripping the tape off of a box of Pokemon cards and just sliding it at the angry crowd that was running towards me. <laughs> be like, here, you deal with this, and just like like a bowling ball, just throwing it at them. There that, was. Yeah. A- I was at a Toys R Us for one of those releases for the early sets, and it was it, it was pandemonium. It was the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it was insane. There was My about mom a... almost got into a fight with some dude. It was pretty great. <laughs> there was about a two, three-month period in 1999 where Jose got into Pokemon cards. That was oh, it. I just so. picture That's Jose amazing. being like, oh, I got a Squirtle. And then he just, he, squir- he, you know, no pun intended, he squirtled the cards away and forgot about them. And he was cleaning the other day and he found his fucking Pokemon card collection. <laughs> I was like, I mean, those are 16-year-old cards. They could be worth some money. Probably Most not. Most aren't, but there are some. Moral of the story with this story is, like, good for the authorities finally stopping a shooting for once. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. You know, see something, say something, Pokemon fans. And fans of all types. I have also heard... That these two might just be idiots that weren't even planning on doing any kind of shooting. They were just bringing the guns with them and stopping at shooting range. They're going to stop at shooting ranges on their way back from the tournament. True. Well, good luck proving that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our next story is uh, Fear the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead spinoff debuted Sunday night on AMC. 10.1 million viewers. The biggest debut in cable history uh the previous record holder was better call saul with 6.9 million viewers so kind of smashed that and i i do believe 10.1 million is the same amount of viewers as the walking dead finale from this past year so they they're it's a cash cow they're not going to stop making walking dead no anytime soon it'll be a franchise, like even if the main Walking Dead show ends in three, four years, I think as long as people keep watching, we'll always have Walking Dead of some yeah, some kind. It could be its own channel. Yeah. Holy shit! They have their own goddamn convention. Yeah, won't fucking hire us though. Sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they get their own channel, then they'll need. To- yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I watched it. Did you? Either of you guys watch it? Nope. I was at the point where they uh, turned the truck around at the traffic stop, and then you were like, you activated the bad signal, and I hit pause and came down here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in so the I'm middle like of an, watching. I'm like 65 minutes into the 90-minute episode, just about to get to a zombie. Right. <laughs> and I was like, nice needs me. <laughs> well, I, mean, I must it- go. It it starts out with a zombie, so well, yeah, barely, barely, just barely. It, it I've seen a lot of criticism that it's slow and it's going to continue to be slow, but I think that's the whole design of the show. Is yeah, that's the point. It's it's not supposed to drop you right in the middle of the apocalypse. It's we're gonna see 
step by step how society kind of just devolves. Yeah. We already got dropped right into the middle right. of the apocalypse. What do you what do you need that for? I mean, what they're kind of teasing for this season is there's going to be a lot of where the government and and the military just kind of drop in and just start wiping people out, like zombie or not. So there's going to be a lot of that type of thing going on, not just zombie drama. Yeah, but that's uh, pretty cool. The cast is decent. Uh, I I really had no problem with the show. It other than it's slow, but that's by design. So. what i had seen i'll tell you the one piece that i don't know if it'll turn out to be true but i had heard going in is that they say that eventually it's going to catch up with the uh primary show because it's set i think it's like four or five years in the past i think it's got to be it's been four or five years now on the on the regular walking dead and i just don't under i don't see how you can do that unless like every time you go to break like you pick back up a year later or six years. Like I feel like you're going to have to build the story and then just all of a sudden be like, well, we didn't show you any part of the winter and now we've, we've jumped ahead to, you know, next fall. Like, well, I mean, they've know? kind of done that with the main walking dead show where between seasons, uh, yeah. they skip big parts. I know. Of- and that's part of the problem is you've had the main show running already doing that. Right. So if you're going to launch a new one now and you're going to catch it, you're going to have to skip either more frequently or longer periods of time. And why bother? You've already got that show. Do something different. What do you need to be at the same point for? So you can have a crossover? You know they want to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you can do the crossover. I mean, they're in L.A., Walking Dead is in Atlanta or, you know, the the southeast, so you're not really going to see a crossover ever. The only reason I can think of that you'd want to make these shows line up is you can have a crossover. Uh, I mean, maybe like, everyone just, just heads just for you DC. Wait. Season one of Fear the Walking Dead is going to end with the guy being like, I got family in Atlanta. <laughs> and they all pile into a truck. <laughs> Flash forward five years. <laughs> Everyone's got beards. Everyone's got beards the and wife, now in the Atlanta. Daughter. In the normal Walking Dead, is Carl missing an eye yet? No. No. Okay, so no girl he can lick, his, ball, lick his eye hole. He, wait, he lost a ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, is that real? <laughs> no. Oh, oh! I should point out. Speaking of, is that real? Uh, <laughs> earlier today in the population group on Facebook, Justwise, Justwise told us all to call. He just said, "Call the eight hundred number from some TV show that uh, aired the other last, day last week tonight with John Oliver." Yeah, last week tonight with John Oliver. Call the eight hundred number that he read off on his show the other day and listen to what they say. No 800 number. No no instructions. Just if you watch the show and you happen to memorize this number that guy said, call it. Let me know what they say. So I said, I thought of the first 800 number that comes to mind, which is uh, Empire Today, 800-588-2300. 
And so I said, the number for any of you interested is 1-800-588-2300. And then Rob, wet wet blanket Rob had to come in and explain that that was not the real number. Oh, Rob! Rob, What are you doing? What? See, I didn't know this part of the story. Yeah. Rob. Boo. (laughs) I see you in the chat. (laughs) Oh, that's that's so disappointing. I like I posted it and then I just leaned back in my chair and said, <laughs> and now we wait. Uh I was so bummed exactly. to, to find out that the Empire guy died in two thousand eleven. They just have they have audio of him from you know, when he was still alive and they, they have this CGI character that now does the does the job. He's like claymation. He's pretty weird. Yeah. I I once got carpet from Empire strictly because I was I had just moved into our new place and it was the only place I could I knew the phone number for. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have internet at the house. I didn't have a smartphone. And I, I was like, well, I know how to get in touch with Empire. <laughs> when did you guys realize that Empire wasn't like a local Today, store? about two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I knew that it was a, a Chicago... Thing. They're they're based out of North Lake, Illinois, because I grew up in Chicago, and it was you know always on the local stations. And yeah, I, back then I feel it was just a regional local thing. But then I moved to Florida, and I start seeing Empire commercials. I'm like, good for those guys. Yeah, I didn't. I think it was one of you guys brought someone brought it up on the podcast, and I was like, how do you guys know about this? <laughs> Why is everybody trying to keep Empire a secret? <laughs> Like who told you Everybody guys about Empire? Ownership of it. <laughs> I I will say that my favorite part of that comment chain was I posted the phone number to Empire and then just as jumped back in and said, "Ah, yes, sorry, that is the phone number. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, just perfect." <laughs> <laughs> So if any of you called and got to the Empire people and then maybe hung up, thought you misdialed, called them back a second time, you know, post it. I want to know these things. <laughs> and what is the uh, deal with that chick side-eyeing that parakeet? <laughs> is that someone She's from you the know? background of the Caitlyn picture. Oh, which Caitlyn picture? It's the picture, that chick side-eyeing, side-eyeing Caitlyn. But when you crop her out, it looks like she's side-eyeing that turkey. <laughs> oh, it's the, the Caitlyn picture where she's like, uh, I banged your mom, parakeet. Yeah. Oh. Too good. The I'll things you can do with pictures. Is just I know, right? Pictures are great. Always look at the background, kids. <laughs> Don't just focus on the front. Uh, the details. The proof is in the That's pudding. Right. Holy I'm shit. trying. I'm trying my best to learn from you. I'm. I'm working on my photo responses to tweets, but I. I don't think I can ever master it as well as you have. It's tough these days because people are getting real sensitive, especially in our circle of friends, about you know responding to things with photo images. So you got to pick your battles sometimes. 
Mahoney can get away I with have, anything. I have a hard time. Sometimes I'm like, I need to respond with words. <laughs> <laughs> response in like six responses. <laughs> Sometimes I have to make a conscious effort to like say, you know, oh, cool. <laughs> It's like, these days, I need to send Ryan a picture of himself with a dog on his lap. But see, that's not that's not as weird because you know him. Yeah. And you have access to that photo. I still love the time that you used it on my Facebook page and then he saw it and was like, hey, uh, oh, that was great. Dan, Dan, what are you doing with a picture of me? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, if you think I'm explaining it to you, you are mistaken. <laughs> Live in confusion, buddy. <laughs> So the next story is Alfre Woodard has signed on to play Black Mariah on Luke Cage. Uh, Minetta is is the character's name. Who I guess Minetta becomes Black Mariah, or Minetta, uh, Black Mariah is her uh, secret name. Tell me about Black Mariah, one of you. Who I have no idea who this person is. Mahoney can't do it. Can't do it. Never what? Heard her. Really? We found a Marvel character that stumps Mahoney. I have a bunch of Luke Cage comics from the old days, but I don't remember a Black Mariah. Do you oh, have the one where, Ka- where uh, Dr. Doom calls him a crazy black man? Probably. That's a good one. She's, she's like 950 pounds in this uh, Google image result. I'm black trying. Mariah and her minions. She appears to be a villain. Oh, she was... Is a drug racketeering 400 pound woman who crossed paths with Luke Cage. Yes. Cage went toe to toe with her and shut down her operation. She's like the black kingpin, black female kingpin. We already had yeah. a black kingpin. Exactly. She's giving smack to the kids. Luke Cage she no doubt that. got her name from the alias of an ambulance symbolizing the way she ran her operations, whatever that means. I don't get that. Alias yeah, of an ambulance? I have no idea. She led a gang of criminals using fake ambulances and paddy wagons to pick up people without being questioned. Alright. They would cart off the bodies of rich people who died in public places. How many rich people die in public places that you can make a living off of taking their bodies? Good point. <laughs> Uh, pop quiz: Best Alfrey Woodard role of all time. Anybody? Nope. The answer <laughs> is Scrooged. She played the uh, uh, what's it, what's it called? The reindeer. No. <laughs> There's Scrooge. Uh, she she played the Bob Cratchit role, but. She was a black female called Grace Cooley in Scrooge. She she was Bill Murray's uh, assistant, abused assistant. See, all I picture when you say her name is a tiny, is a robot toy I had when I was a kid <laughs> named Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Alfie was left in the sun and his battery melted. And he started screaming Aww. as he died. Oh, he started <laughs> screaming? Oh, that's but, horrendous. Like, he was, he started saying his phrases, and then it just kind of turned into, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and he died. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why, Kelly? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you leave me in the sun? Did you name him Alfie or was his name Alfie? His name was Alfie. I feel like I know of a robot named Alfie from something. Well, let me first wrap up Black Mariah by saying she is 100% female black kingpin. Uh, it says she's exceptionally strong considering her weight. That's that's the description of her power. And also that she has a pair of poison knitting needles. And she uh, fought Iron Fist too. So maybe she'll cross over into Iron Fist. Okay, uh, Kelly, is this is this the Alfie that you remember? Let's see. Yep. Man, yep, that, is, that is sad. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a like a kind of like a speak and spell. It was a game. Yeah. Like a learning game. Yeah. Oh, poor Alfie was like, oh, why have you forsaken me? That's sad, man. Uh, R.I.P. Alfie. Sorry, Alfie. Shouldn't uh, have left you in the sun. I should have taken better care of you. you. You taught me things. Yeah, I had a Han Solo blaster when I was a kid. And it was electronic, and it made the electronic noises and stuff like that. And I played with it in the sandbox once. And it got sandy, so I thought I could wash it off in the sink, but oh, no. that ruined all of the electronic bits in it, so it was, it was done for. Han didn't shoot first. He never shot again. <laughs> so our next story is a uh, little anecdote that James Gunn posted on his Facebook page. Uh, uh, Josh Dunlap got in touch with James Gunn. And this is about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to read it word for word for you. Hi, James. This is in response to your recent post about Guardians being released a year ago and the effect it has had on my son. My son is four years old and has a condition known as dyspraxia, which not only interferes with motor skills, but speech as well. When Guardians came out, Sawyer could only say about three words and would communicate to his mother and I by other means. When he saw Groot, something clicked inside him and he connected with him on a level I haven't seen. He began to mimic him, and he would use the word bah for a lot, but after he saw the film, he would change the tone in which he said it to convey a different meaning. He would also start saying Groot for many things as well. Since that, he was finally able to go to a speech class, and it has helped amazingly. I just wanted to thank you, though, for a script and movie that was written so well that a four-year-old, three at the time, could connect with someone who had the same language barrier. Uh, Great story. But he commends him for writing a great script when all Groot said was, I am Groot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. I was like, you can't really give James Gunn too much credit for Groot I mean, saying, he, I am Groot, because he, that's kind of his thing. He directed it, and he directed Vin Diesel, and, it, and he gave I am Groot different affectations, which is kind of what they're getting at there is, is he would say, bah, but instead of yeah. saying, bah, bah, no. he would say, like, bah. I hear you. But that's like, that's like congratulating whoever did the Daredevil show for making him blind. Like, <laughs> he was going to be, he was going to say, I am Groot. He was going to say it in different inflections. That's what he does. That's what Groot does. <laughs> if he didn't, it would have been a massive failure on the part of that director. <laughs> Point taken, Mahoney. 
Where does this guy's email address? I would like to get in touch with him. <laughs> Josh Dunlap on Facebook. I can I can link you I'm to his Facebook up. page right now. I'm sending him a picture of what's his face with the dog on his chest. <laughs> Mahoney's coming for you, Josh Dunlap. I'm gonna be like, um, actually, the person you want to thank is whoever the fuck invented Groot. I don't have any idea. Probably wasn't uh, it Stan Lee. I think Stanley like drew him in the background to something one day. I don't. I don't think Stanley should get any credit. I feel like. Uh, I feel like modern day Groot was invented in that Annihilation uh, series. Yeah, because yeah, originally he just talked like a normal person. I think. I I feel like when he was introduced, they explained that like something had happened to him, and now he only said "I am Groot." Something, yeah. But I don't know. It's been a while. You know who would know? Goat. Why isn't Goat here? Goat. I'm sure he must be stuck in the bathroom. Oh, you well. sent me his real Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> because the CBR story linked to the post on James Gunn's Facebook page, and it was hyperlinks to you know the Josh Dunlap's Facebook profile. I wonder how many people have already yelled at him for this. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, He's probably like, "Why is this public?" <laughs> Remember, uh, what's her face, the Punisher Warzone director, who said she would do Ms. Marvel for free, and yelled at CBR that that was supposed to be a private tweet between friends, <laughs> <laughs> even though she didn't actually at mention anyone in particular. She just posted it on her pri- or her public Twitter account. <laughs> She's such a dummy. I hope, She's she never gets, I hope she never gets another directing job as long as she lives. <laughs> I hope she directs another Punisher movie. No. <laughs> she is not allowed. She's going to be in charge of the Punisher Netflix show. I'd be okay with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. It sounds good. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I love that movie. The next story is real-life Superboy. Four-year-old Kal-El helps save family from crash. Four-year-old Trinidadian boy celebrated as Superboy for saving his mother and aunt after their car drove off of a cliff. So, to continue uh, my good Samaritan shitting on, (laughs) uh, I'm going to need some details of how this (laughs) four-year-old saved these people. Because, like... I've had plenty of occasions where Katie will find, like, you know, I'll be like, oh, no, I can't find the remote, even though I can see it. And then she finds it. And I'm like, you found it. Great job. <laughs> like, come on. He got thrown from the car and then he, what, got a cell phone and dialed 911? All right. Walked to the highway and flagged down, flagged down assistance. I got the news story right here. Let's, let's listen together. The TV6 News at 7. Talk about living up to your name. A four-year-old is being called a hero after Wait, he was what? able to get help for his family when their car went off a cliff in Maracas. Kal-El Allen, named after the comic book superhero Superman, was traveling with his mother, 33-year-old Amanda Graham and 26-year-old Antonia Graham, to Maracas on Tuesday. When the car skidded, his mother, who was driving, swerved to avoid hitting oncoming cars. But the car went over a cliff. All three occupants were thrown from the car through the back window. Kal-El's mother told him to climb about 100 feet out of a ditch to get help. He did, and the boy was able to flag down a good Samaritan. 
The little hero spoke to the expresses Alexander Brzezal and Ernesto Alves at his home at Acal Trace in Santa Cruz. And then we see a pulse, and the car gets pulled up. Do you want to climb up? Yeah, I climb up. You climb far? That's a great interview. <laughs> yeah, like, it can't be like, hey, hey, turn the music off. We're on TV right now. <laughs> so basically... Uh, it's basically what you all, said, Mahoney. Put the kid in a car seat. Uh, and then he, they were like, hey, you, walk towards the road, and hopefully someone will wonder why there's a four-year-old walking on the side of a highway, and they will look down this ditch and see my car. Right. Okay, but I hey, wish good there for him. In the he, back onto that interview. He's totally going to tell some chick that he did this in like the freshman year of high school and get a hand job. So great. Good for you, Kal El. I, actually, remembering now that his name is Kal El, he's never getting a hand job. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> uh, looks like I found a better interview uh, uh, with Kal El that has better audio. Let's see. Let's see how this works out. I took my grandma car because I got mad at my mom, <laughs> and then I saw him have my friend come in, and he smoked with cigarettes. He started the vehicle. That- <laughs> Wait, I think there's another bit here from little Kal-El. Let's see. I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things to drive into a car. But did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do horror stuff with my friend. It all- <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> Oh, that kid. Yeah, you kind of, you, you see the headline, and you're hoping that this four-year-old lifted a fucking car at some point. Right? Yeah, yeah got the, that, that in the heat of the moment, adrenaline strength, but that is clearly not what happened here. See, I, it, initially, the uh, when you started playing the news story, it threw me. Because even though I heard Trinidad, I didn't link it with being somewhere not America because I thought <laughs> no one outside of America would be dumb enough to name their kid Kal-El. Well, no. I understood that it was in Trinidad, but I didn't expect a news broadcast from Trinidad because I figured they wouldn't be in English. So I thought we were going to get, you know, Sacramento commenting on the story, and then it was, no, full-on Trinidad. Well, what, what Possibly is- Tobago, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is the language of Trinidad? Trinidadian? I think it's English, bro. Sounds like it, kinda. Common languages: English, Trini English. So training English, Trini English. So oh, English spoken by the Trini English. English spoken by the Yellow Ranger. <laughs> the, the Yellow Ranger. <laughs> Remember when Juan convinced everybody she was dead? She is dead. She is dead. Nah, that's a Juan joke. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Uh, So finally, Yvonne Craig, who played Batgirl in the 60s Batman TV series, passed away uh, last week at the age of 78. Uh, Some sort of fucked up cancer? Uh, Let me see. Her official website has the obituary. That's exactly what they put in your obituary when you die in a sex act. (laughs) Complications brought about from breast cancer that had metastasized to her liver. Yeah, that translation choked herself to death masturbating with a belt around her neck. 
Jeez. Do women do that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't think that would be separated by sexes. That just, I don't know. The, the <laughs> hanging yourself by your neck and jerking off, that seems like a very male activity. Yeah. No, it, it does, but I, 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 they're probably into it, too. I mean, obviously not all, not all of them. It's yeah, a small I mean, minority. I, mean, I know that females, women, are into... You know, BDSM and getting choked and so so forth. I just that just seems like a lonely guy thing to do. <laughs> and like specifically in a, in a hotel room, right? Kind of thing. Right, right, right. A motel, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holiday Inn. You can't do it in a motel because they don't have uh, they don't have rods in the closet. Yeah, they come on, Kelly. No, you're right. But no, they have uh, rods. It's just the weird hangers. Well, yeah. You, yeah. Nothing you can, can hang yourself from. Uh, you know how many people would kill themselves in a Motel 6 if they had if they had rods in the closet? Not with that, that attitude. How many people do kill themselves in a Motel 6? That's a lot more than you'd expect. Probably. I didn't realize Super. that uh, whenever Batgirl was going to be on an episode of the Batman TV show... She would be in the opening animation. I didn't know that that was a a specific thing that you know you see Batgirl in the opening animation and you know she's going to be on the show. Yeah, I thought she was just in the opening animation. Her costume was so sparkly. Yeah, she I searched suicide rates in Motel Six and it's not telling me anything. Ooh, well, yeah, I... they've buried it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of murder suicides at the Motel Six, though. It was almost a murder suicide at a Motel Six, like in my town. Murder or suicide. One of, these, one of these near towns. Murder suicide at the Motel Six and Cream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the original draft of that joke was guy who killed his family, Chip, and then I was like, no, 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 it's Cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that implies that his name is Chip. Yeah. <laughs> What I found in creating new wrestler ice cream flavors is names of people and flavors of things, they don't match up as far as rhyming goes a whole lot. No. No. So it's it's tough. But Did you add the ones I've sent you to the yes. list for the next commercial? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good. Good, good, good. Yes. I, Did I, you add pencils? <laughs> I'm going to have to do a version of the commercial with all of Mahoney's flavors. Pencils! pencils. We know Lee won't listen, so Lee will hear the commercial and be like, what? And that silly son of a bitch milk! (laughs) 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 All right, uh, Kelly, let's talk about the comic that you read this week. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. So earlier this afternoon, I filed away a bunch of comics and forgot to look at which ones I had read last week. So I don't remember what came out last week, but I can see on my shelf I read Ultraman Volume 1 from Viz. And that was pretty okay. 
review of it went up on the site today. Yeah, and got a lot of traction on Twitter today as well. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Uh, shit, cool. Uh, Likes Japan shit. When I saw that picture of uh, accompanying the article, I was like, oh, that's Ultraman. <laughs> that is Ultraman. That looks like Ultra Ultraman, like with those yeah. shoulder pads and the Wolverine claws. Yeah, that's what happens when uh, he scans a card into his scanner thing, and that gives him special armor. All right. And then he's got a G on his gauntlet for Ultraman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's... Ah, shit, I can't remember what armor that's for, but it's like Mecha Giron or some shit G unit! I will say, Ultraman X, the TV show, is better than Ultraman the manga. Because Ultraman X is a ridiculous, ridiculous show, and it might be my favorite TV show I watch right now. <laughs> Only thing I like better is Rick and Morty right now. Was the opening bit on the show today from Rick and Morty? I don't think it was. What, like, I just assumed it. I didn't recognize it, so I just assume it's from Rick and Morty. And I, I oh, didn't no, that sounded it. like uh, that sounded like Bob's Burgers. It was definitely oh. one of the voices from Bob's Burgers, but I couldn't tell if it was from Bob's Burgers or just that person doing a voice of a different character. Remember when the the opening bit uh, to the show used to be like relevant to stuff that happened that week, and now yeah. it's just <laughs> things that Lee watched. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which like. It's a lot of work to pull that audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why pull it if it's not relevant? <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, it's funny, and I like that he does it. It's just, I'm... I would be too lazy to do that. Did any of you guys watch... Just uh, completely unrelated. Did any of you guys watch uh, True Detective Season 2? No. <laughs> no. I watched three quarters of True Detective Season 1. I finally gave up on Season 2 today. I watched an episode, decided I didn't give a shit about anything that happened, and then said, you know what, I'm done. For I'm done a, with this show. For as high people were on True Detective Season 1... I, I love it Season was, 1. It's pretty unanimous that no one likes True Detective Season 2. Yeah, it's just boring as hell, and like... Again, the only thing that I liked from season one was when Colin Farrell called that kid a fat pussy. <laughs> like, that was pretty rad, but outside of that, it's just been a boring season. Yeah. I Season one didn't grab... I think I got my expectations too high. Probably, yeah. And so then I was underwhelmed, and I lost interest completely and haven't watched it in months. I think I got it for Christmas. I think the last time I watched it was like February. And so, then I heard everybody saying that season two wasn't as good as season one. I was like, well, then I'm done. Because if I don't like season one, I'm certainly not watching season two. Although, maybe I'd love it. You don't need to watch season two. You could just skip from one to three, because none of them are related to each other. Right. But that is exactly how I end my ties with shows, Kelly, is I will all of a sudden be like mid-episode and say, you know what, fuck this show, and I just delete every episode on my t Uh-huh, yep, that's what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Colin Farrell. Sometimes I don't even watch it. Sometimes I'm just so sick of looking at it that I'm like, yeah. nope. Delicious. Yeah, <laughs> like, we gave up on, uh, on iZombie. 
we watched like two episodes of iZombie and then I just had nine episodes of iZombie just sitting on the TiVo for like six months. Just staring and at finally you. finally one day I was just like gone. Yep, now I, did I don't need to worry about same it. Thing. I got it gets two to be a chore. In. Yeah, I got two episodes in, then I just stopped watching it, and then there was like 11 episodes on my DVR, and I just deleted it and figured it'll be up on Netflix eventually, so if I care enough, I'll watch it there. Exactly. Speaking of Netflix, uh, this weekend, in between me using free WWE Network, me and Mary did watch the last four or five episodes of Daredevil that she had never seen, which also happened to be the same four to five episodes of daredevil that i complained when i first watched them that they were boring yeah <laughs> and lacked action but she seemed to enjoy it yeah i don't i didn't think that those were as bad as you thought they were but i definitely didn't think they were as good as the first half of the season i didn't think they were bad i was just bored and i was like <laughs> give me the red suit already god <laughs> yeah did you hear they're gonna have a new red suit for season two I, yeah, I, I read that. something about that, and then I also read that the costume designer who posted the picture is like, you guys, that's the same costume. <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, simultaneously, I thought, it's kind of ridiculous to come up with a new suit when you only showed it for like 10 minutes. Yes. And then at the same time, I was like, well, the the gladiator dude with the saw blades did say that he wasn't finished, so it would make perfect sense for him to be like, okay, bring it back so I can finish it. Yeah. Tell so you what, who knows? Nice. Have you used the network to watch any of Swerved? I watched some Swerved on YouTube a few weeks ago. Someone had, had you know, bootlegged it and uploaded it. That... Uh, had, did you hear the story that the talents we're complaining about it and that's yeah. why they're not and doing it anymore. Them. No, cuz fuck that. Like all they're doing is trying to prepare for their matches and you know, they're at their arena all day. The last thing you want is to be fucked with and also have it be videotaped. Yeah. I recommend watching episode 4 purely for the segment where they have Heath Slater and Fandango go work in a cafe and fuck <laughs> with the people that are coming to get coffee i didn't see that one but i that saw the one i saw the one where they went to the cafe and the whole bit was that the the servers were brother and sister and they kept like grab assing oh yeah and then Heath slater is gonna kick that guy's ass yeah, Heath slater was gonna kick the guy's ass i like that Heath slater he's all right yeah yeah and that was also like uh, I think it might have been that same episode where Summer <laughs> Rae was shown to be a really good person when they were doing a a prank where it was like an old woman was backstage trying to get autographs, and she was talking to Summer Rae, and then her like colostomy bag falls out of oh, her God. skirt, Ooh. and Summer handled that so well. Well, that's like, good. Yeah, she even like you know like oh okay, let's get you into the bathroom, and she picked up the bag and stuff. Like it was really cool how well she handled it. That makes me feel bad for saying that she has a fucking hooked bird nose and <laughs> you know i'm not really the superficial type but god she has such a goddamn hook nose and they keep showing her by pro- by profile and accentuating it and there's so much money in the wwe like someone pay for her nose job but then <laughs> then again do you girl you got to where you are with that horrible hook nose. 
you you keep on doing you. Maybe she's she going she... for one of those pistachio commercials where she <laughs> cracks them open with her nose. There you go. She did have the best outfit of SummerSlam, I think. The sparkly red suit. The spangles. Yep. Much better than how Lana was dressed. I said to Mary, uh, you know, uh, Rusev's little, like, it's not really a dance, but right before he puts on the accolade, he kind of does a double stomp with with each foot. Yeah. And it, But it's kind of like he rotates outward as almost if he's doing a uh, the kicking motion for a breaststroke as he's doing his stomp. Like, his, his feet go in a circular direction as he... Uh, you know, stomps outward, and I told Mary that's exactly how I uh, move my feet when I go to wipe my butt. <laughs> <laughs> because our toilets at this house, they're a little low, so I gotta get my feet almost com- behind me to get a good <laughs> enough squat to get a good wipe going on, and I and I have to do that in movement where it's like. Uh, uh. <laughs> Does the Rusev theme music go through your head? <laughs> but I, I knew what I was doing was something I recognized, and then I see Rusev <laughs> doing it, and I was like, that's how I wipe my butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what a wrestler wants you to think while they're doing something in the ring. <laughs> well, let's let's call it a night, guys. Yeah, I, I think All I right. think we've worn out our welcome. I think it's been fun, good interview, good stories, uh, good ice cream flavors. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Strobertober! <laughs> Strobertober! <laughs> I don't even remember the thing that I was gonna make a shit teeth swipe. Shit teeth swipes. Oh, something with the pop, the popsicle one with total oh, progress. Popsicle total. <laughs> Shit, let me find it. Yeah. Let me find it. Go faster, Twitter app. Oh, these are all on your Twitter? Yeah. At Comic Geek Kelly on Twitter. Also, uh, uh, GodHatesAstronauts.com. Shove a popsicle, total progress. (laughs) Yeah. What were you trying to say? I think that was supposed to be shove shove a popsicle popsicle up up your ass. Shove a popsicle, total progress. <laughs> you know when you you look at one of those posters, the 3D posters, and you have to kind of blur your eyes, and then you can see the image. You have to kind of zone out while you listen to Kelly, and then you can hear perfectly what he's trying to say. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, you can catch us again next week. Uh, same pop time, same pop t- channel. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time, right now, actually. Uh, chat.panelsonpages.com check out the main site panelsonpages.com follow us on twitter at panelsonpages facebook uh, I do believe we have a grinder account now yeah. uh, our Ashley Madison did get shut down <laughs> uh, so there's that and um, that's about it for Dan Mahoney Kelly Harris Jason Nyes and the absent Lee Rodriguez this has been the Popcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Yo, it's the Lonely Island. We got my man Yorm, Keeves in the house. And me, you know who the F I am. And if not, let me spell it out. They call me D U D E T H A T H 
Pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Ah! 